As you all know, I use Anchor FM to record all of my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. Anchor has all the tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And to top it off, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, y'all, it's completely free. Free 99. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello, everyone. Today, it's Wednesday for you guys listening, um, 5 p.m. So you're probably done with your classes or you have a night class. But I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in to episode two of Black and Blooming, hosted by your one and only Dahlia J. So today we're going to be discussing the pocket problem. And as per usual, I have a guest here. Would you like to tell us about yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Megan Dyer. Um, I'm a sophomore here at UNR. I just transferred out of Colorado. So this is my first year here at UNR and I love it so far. Um, I am studying fine arts, specifically in painting, and I am also studying art history as my majors. Awesome. Okay. So before we go ahead and talk about this very complex problem, I'm going to go ahead and play you guys a song, get you in the mood, because it's Wednesday evening, middle of the week. We only have two more days to go. You'll make it. Now I don't have to question where you were last night Cause I already know what you will say I already know you lied But I can't be mad at you Cause there's something that you don't know That when you're gone I do my own thing And I catch a bone while you're dogging me Spot, get 
enjoyed that little song. Um, so we're going to go ahead and dive into the topic for today. So, um, Megan, I was going to ask, can you give everyone a little bit of background about the pocket problem and how it's become such a booming topic, I guess you could say? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, there has been a rise in consciousness um, amongst a lot of females who are buying pants. Um, and we're noticing that our pants either don't have pockets at all or they are really tiny and non-functional. Um, and so we're starting to beg this question, why isn't the pants filled with the pockets that we need? Why aren't they functional? Why am I buying clothes that doesn't adhere to my purposes? Um, and it's caught fire along populations along our country as well as the globe. Oh, really? The globe? Yeah. Okay, tell us yeah. about Tell us a little bit about that. I'm curious. Um, so it, I'm not exactly sure where it started, but I know now that if you search, why don't my pants have pockets? Or why are women's pants non-functional? Or why do I pay more for women's pants? It has now become a huge topic where people in Europe and people here, we're all writing articles going, this is the history of the fashion industry, and this is the history of pockets, and this is the history of pants. And these are the st statistics for how much more we spend on clothes and things such as that. And more people are starting to read and gain consciousness and ask their own questions. And it's starting to just kind of spread like a wildfire, really. Um, honestly, you make a really good point when you're talking about how much we spend on clothes. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Just how yeah. much <laughs> clothes cost. Now, I... You know, I love looking at clothing, but mm. I'm very cheap. So um, <laughs> I'll like go online and stuff. And there was like this one app. I forget the name of it, but there are some, several apps out there that are basically like do this exact same thing. And it was saying like, oh, instead of paying $120 for this shirt, you can pay $40 for this shirt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is that supposed to be a deal? Because $40 <laughs> is still too much, in my opinion, to pay for it, a shirt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like there's definitely a difference between when you go shopping in our section and different mm -hmm. stores. Um, 
if you pay like $20 or less for something, nine out of 10, it's going to tear up within like a couple of months if it lasts that long within you buying it. And it's just like, I spent my good $20 on this. How come it can't last me a little bit longer? Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, Women's clothes tend to be expensive. And don't get me wrong, there are certain brands across genders that are just ridiculous. I think clothes in general are ridiculous. It is that a, part. <laughs> it is a necessary need for all human beings on earth. So the fact that there are clothes that are more than my monthly rent is ridiculous. Huh? Yeah. Um, I do think with women and their clothing, it maybe reaches a step further, especially when we take into account the pink tax. Um, because pink is, has been attributed to females. So a good chunk of our clothes and a good chunk of our accessories do acquire that pink color and anything pink is inherently taxed at a higher price. Um, there's been studies on this. There's actual facts out there that say that pink items cost more. Um, because of something known, quote, unquote, the pink tax. And then that affects males who have pink clothing, too. So it's not just it's not just a woman's thing. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, so obviously, I mean, me personally, I try not to buy pants that don't have pockets. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But just this past weekend, I went shopping for like dress clothes. Um, because mm-hmm. in like where I work, like I, you know, it's business casual tire. And I just realized that I was struggling to find clothes to wear to work like every day. And so I was like, you know what? I need to go to the store. I went to Ross, y'all. Dress for less. Gotta go to Ross. (laughs) And I was like looking for clothing. And so I started off in the women's section. And the clothing prices for some of the women's stuff, like too much. Too much for me personally. And it was Ross. So I'm just like, (laughs) no. Since when? (laughs) So then I go over to the girls section. I was like, well, technically the junior section. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is like a little bit more reasonable. But like, I was very surprised to find that like, all three of the dress pants that I bought that day actually had pockets. Yeah, that's very rare, actually. Yeah, and I'm like, this is sad that I'm actually sitting here like, whoa, I actually have pockets in these pants? Yeah, I can say right now the pants that I am currently wearing, the front pockets are sewn shut. So there is no pocket. It just looks like decoration on my pants right now. Don't you hate that? I absolutely do hate that. Yep. (laughs) It's just like, why is there this whole thing where, okay, I hate when you go buy a pair of pants and like the pants are just like pretty average, but your entire incentive for buying the pants was the fact that you thought that they had pockets. You get home, the pockets are either super duper shallow or they're non-existent. Yeah, actually on that, on a website known as currentfinch.com, they did um, an article about women's pant pockets. Um, believe it or not, like I said, it is a booming topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a they included a study um, by Pudding, which states that on average, pockets in women's jeans are 48% shorter and 6.5% narrower than the pockets on men's jeans. So... The fact that you found slacks that had pockets is pretty shocking, knowing the statistics when it comes to pockets in women's pants, which I feel weird saying because this shouldn't even be a problem Right. as I sit here without pockets in my own pants. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. 
And when we do, like like you said, when we do get pockets, they're not very deep. Like there are pockets in my jeans that I'm currently wearing, but I couldn't fit my phone in here if I wanted to. Yeah, that was something else that this article talked about was, you know, we have a booming technology field and somehow these phones get bigger and bigger or whatever else we need space for is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. But our pockets aren't changing, mm-hmm. which is very inconvenient and has caused a lot of problems. But it has attributed to this rise in consciousness of this problem. Women are like, wait a minute. I can't put my pocket, my phone in my front pocket, but I don't want to put it in my back pocket because it's not secure there. Exactly. And now they're like, why the heck don't I have pockets? What is happening? No, like legit, I will have, like my boyfriend and I will go out and I I clearly have pants that have pockets. I don't like carrying around a purse, but Mm -hmm. I'm prone to losing things. So I started doing that, even though I've like (laughs) literally almost left my purse like twice. Um, But I will literally be like, hey, babe, can you put my phone in your pocket? Because it's not going in mine. Like there's just, there's like... The fact that the there's not enough pocket for the pants that I'm wearing, it's kind of just like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's like, obviously, these pants were made for me to, like, wear them and fill them out. So, like, unless I get, like, a bigger size and hope that there's more room in there, mm-hmm. I don't really think that's going to help anything. Yeah. And what you brought up with asking your boyfriend to hold your things, that rolls into how this problem not only affects women, but it's affecting our partners. Yeah. Um, Whether our partners be male or female, it's affecting other people. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I've heard this before from some male partners. Are you serious? I don't want (laughs) to hold your stuff. Like, why can't you hold it yourself? Do you have a purse? You know what I mean? We just get trash talked for it. And it's like, okay, well, your gender who owns up to the fashion industry isn't making me functional pants to do this. Like, I'm sorry to burden you by carrying my chapstick and my phone. I am so sorry, you know? And it kind of makes us feel bad for something that we can't control. Exactly. It's like, you know what? I'm not about to feel bad for asking you to carry my phone. Like, I'm not asking you to carry a 50-pound brick. You're good. Yeah, so to all the men out there who get asked to carry their girlfriend's stuff, appreciate them and try to help us solve this problem. Exactly. Um, I know you were telling me earlier about how um, even like just women's pockets, like even like becoming a thing, like, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that or like explain that to the listeners? Yeah. So um, again, going back to this article on currentfinch.com about women's pockets, um, they were mentioning that, Really, the first time women started to get pockets sewn into their actual pants was during World War II. Um, And this happened during World War II because when all the men went off to fight the war, the women had to stay home and replace them in the workforce. Um, So these workforces realized, okay, like we need to give functional clothing to women because now they're doing the work. And so their pants had pockets. Um, As soon as the war ended and troops started coming back and taking those jobs back off the market, not only did women start to lose jobs, but they also lost the pockets that were in those pants. Um, So this idea of functionality in our clothing and pockets in our pants 
it's not just a silly topic. It has followed politics and war and gender norms with us for the last 70 years. And 70 years after the introduction of pockets in women's pants, we are still trying to fight to get functional clothing, even though we've entered the workforce now more than ever. Y'all, that's older than my grandma. Yeah, that, yep. Older than my (laughs) grandmother. That should tell you something, okay? 70 years? 70 years. Like, why are we still having the same problem 70 years later? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, well, um, they included a quote by a really known designer named Christian Dior. Mm. Um, He said this in 1954. Um, He said, quote, men have pockets to keep things in, women for decoration, end quote. So I think it's still a problem because those people and persons who are in power or have money or who own businesses um, and are making women's clothing are majority men. Majority of them are men when it comes Mm -hmm. to big name brands and big name brands are sought after because they set trends, you know, Kardashians wear big name brands. People look to Kardashians for fashion advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. They go hand in hand. Um, And when men like Christian Dior say things like that, granted, it was in 1954. Mm -hmm. It has obviously kept up through generations all the way through today as a stigma that women don't need pants, Mm. not pants, pant pockets. Right. Yeah. And I think the funny part is, is that I'm more likely to get a pair of pockets on if I buy shorts versus if I actually buy like legit pants. I think that's the funniest thing. Have you noticed that? You know, doing a little bit of analysis on that, I think that... (laughs) Knowing that men make our clothes, um, maybe our clothes aren't meant for us in the first place. They're meant for the viewing of men and the pleasure of men. Um, And so that actually, if you think about it that way, it makes sense. Yeah. They want to see more skin. They want to see more legs. So if they want us to buy more shorts, they're going to put pockets in them. Oh, yeah. Because it benefits them and their desires. Yeah. And even going back to, like, the whole, like, Christian Dior thing, like, Dior, like, even though Christian Dior is, like, long gone, Mm -hmm. Dior is still that brand. Like, it's still one of the most popular brands out there. And if you're like, oh, I got this from Dior, people are going to be like, oh, you have good taste, Mm -hmm. you're elegant, you have money. Like, that's what's still associated to that brand to this very day. So to hear that such a quote came from this man, it's very just kind of eye-opening in yeah. a way. He set standards and his name continues to set standards. Um, and I think it's important to understand that majority of people who contribute to our wardrobes are men. And so we got to keep that in the back of our minds when we buy something is like, you know, a man probably designed this, probably made this, <laughs> probably sat in a boardroom of other men and talked about it. Yeah. And that is why we're still running across these problems. Um, I think it knowing those things would help us shop smarter for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. 
And I also um, noticed what you said about the women going to work and them having mm-hmm. pockets, because like even when you see like movies based on that time or like pictures of like people's grandparents and everything, um, those pockets were deep. They like, had nice were pockets. Really deep <laughs> pockets. Just like, what happened? Like, even when we would have like 50s and 60s day at my school, um, back in elementary school, they probably, I think they stopped doing it. And like, you know, the girls would get their like grandmas, like poodle skirts and everything. They had pockets, mm-hmm. deep pockets. So it's, it's like, the fact that once they like went back home and they were like taking care of their kids again, they no longer had a need for such pockets, apparently. Yeah. And I don't know. It's interesting to think that while men went off and fought this war, women worked hard to keep things together at home and in the workforce. But when they came back, they still didn't respect our place in the workforce and they didn't look at our contributions as I don't know, for lack of a better word, proof that we could work in the workforce as well as we did. Right. Um, And even after they came home, we still had to prove ourselves in the workforce to get jobs, to get not even equal rate wages at that point. Yeah. Um, So I think this has been an ongoing battle because they're reluctant um, to allow us into the workforce even today there's still problems in the workforce today when it comes to gender equality i think that you bring up a really good point like you talking about those things i mean like you know it's a much bigger problem than just the pocket like we're not Mm -hmm. sitting here talking about the pocket problem because we're really this bit over pockets. I mean, <laughs> it's not key, about I pockets. Am. Let me clarify. <laughs> right. Like, low-key I am because obviously I shouldn't have to pay more just because mm-hmm. I want pockets in my pants too. But it's a much bigger thing. It's like, why is this being attributed to women that we don't need pockets? And it's because of, like, what Megan is saying. Like, um, they don't respect our place in the workforce. And I feel like that's a very, like, that's a very um, good point. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting. You brought up that we pay more for clothes. Um, And we do. On average, women pay roughly, give or take, um, 10% more for pants than men do. And that's not just women. That goes into girls' clothing as well. I'm talking like little baby girls to juniors to men's or to women's clothing that whole progression of age, those clothes are still 10% more than anybody on the male spectrum, um, regardless of your age. And so it's interesting that we pay more for clothes, but we get smaller paychecks, less opportunities in the workforce. Yeah. And then the clothes that we do buy don't function the way that they should. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And like, even just talking about like respect in the workplace, um, you know, will like if a man like I've noticed like even just watching like different TV shows like I forgot what show it was that it was a sitcom, and this man felt so insecure because his <laughs> girlfriend was making more money than him, and she could afford to treat him mm-hmm. and everything, and he just felt some sort of way about it. Yeah. And it's like, 
I don't understand. And then you have guys on Twitter today. I love Twitter, y'all. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? They'll be Twitter? on there. They'll be like, oh, so you think that I should pay for the first date and blah, blah, blah. Why don't you treat me? Yada, yada, yada. But it's like I make less than you. What do you want me to do? And then when we do to try to treat them, a little bit of toxic masculinity comes in and cuts us off. And, yeah. and I do, don't get me wrong, I don't like bashing on the male side of our species. Oh no. Because I know they go through their own problems. Toxic exactly. masculinity bleeds through and affects gender equality. Mm-hmm. It is part of gender equality. Yes, women, obviously we have our problems and we're working hard on these problems. And we are working hard to find the starting point of these problems so that we can fix them. And we're fighting hard to get males to commit and help us in these progressions. Mm-hmm. They also have their problems. Toxic masculinity is a huge problem. Yeah. And, you know, we make less than them. And then they ask us to pay for their dinner. But when we do try to pay for their dinner, it affects their masculinity. Yeah. And then they get offended and then they get frustrated. And then it puts us in a double bind that no matter what we do, if we don't pay for their dinner, if we do pay for their dinner, we're in the wrong. Right. And why can't we just do things 50-50? Like, yeah. why can't we just do things 50-50? And if people, if there are women out there, I'm I'm also tired of seeing tweets that are like shaming women who would prefer for their men to pay for the dinner for the first date or mm-hmm. pay, you know, be like the breadwinner. Like, mm-hmm. if that is your preference, that is your preference. Like, I yeah. don't think there should be any shame in being like, oh, so you don't want to do your part. You want your man to do all that. If she finds a man who wants to be the breadwinner and wants to do all those things, that is perfectly fine. And you fine. go get that. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of those tweets shaming those women um, who want that yeah. from their partner. And, you know, even in cases like this, like doing it 50-50, like, okay, I pay for dinner, you pay for dessert. Or, you know, like, oh, you took me out last time, so mm-hmm. I'm going to take you out this time. Yeah. And then we avoid all this, oh, yeah. she wants the she wants the man to pay for all of her meals and everything and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think that's a huge problem that you bring up in this battle for gender equality is we are progressively fighting against gender norms, but people aren't understanding that if we're fighting against gender norms, why are we expecting new gender norms to pop up? Does that make sense? Yeah. We can't fight gender norms in hopes for, different gender norms what we're fighting for is equality yeah we aren't fighting for a new system i mean you know what i mean yeah i get exactly what you mean we aren't saying oh we don't want it this way anymore we want it this way we're saying this is oppressive to both genders let's make a new way of doing things that alleviates pressure that alleviates oppression and creates equality. Not necessarily does things a certain way, you know, like if it was the gender norm for men to pay for dinners all the time, we're not saying now we want women to pay dinners all the time. Right. We're asking for equality. We're not asking for things to just be labeled differently. Exactly. And Sorry. Sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> to everybody listening to this. Um, and 
And at the end of the day, I make my own money. If I want to go out and buy myself something nice, I can buy myself something nice. Mm -hmm. If I go out, if I want to treat myself to Red Lobster, I can take myself out to Red Lobster. Like, it's one of those things where it shouldn't be, I feel like it's become this thing where it's like, oh, um... You know, like you said, trying to, like, introduce new gender norms when, like, at the end of the day, it's truly about, like, spending time with the person yeah. that you care about. And, um... Let's not eliminate gender... Like, let's not change gender norms. Let's eliminate them. Right. Because yeah. then we won't have these... Then we, you know, we can revamp the way people think. And when we have men and they're going to be like, you know what? We're creating clothing for women. Maybe there should be some women present Mm -hmm. in this particular setting, in this room, giving their input, Mm -hmm. um, telling us what they want to see in women's clothing, not a bunch of men who are sharing their opinions about what they want to see on women and then marketing it to them as such. Yeah. We need it to be more open-minded to the thoughts of both genders, the needs of both genders. Yeah. Um, the effects that we have on each other and we need to be okay with eliminating gender norms. Yeah. And I know maybe it's inevitable in societies to have norms, but I think if we can label them as little as possible and eliminate expectations within those categories of people, I think maybe we could have an easier time getting along or finding pants with pockets. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go ahead and play you guys a little song um, just so we can take a quick break and um, I guess debrief. That's what that's what we should call it. Yeah, we'll just debrief. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then we will be back to finish up this episode. First we started out real cool Taking me places I ain't never been But now you're getting comfortable Ain't doing those things you did no more You're slowly making me pay for things Your money should be handling And now you got to use my car Drive it all day and don't fill up the tank And you have the audacity to even come and step to me Ask to hold some money from me Until you get your check next week you trifling, good for nothing type of brother Silly me, why haven't I found another? A baller, when times get hard, need someone to help me out Instead of a scrub like you, who don't know what a man's about Keep paying pay my bills, keep paying my telephone bills Do you pay my automobiles, if you did then maybe we could chill I don't think you do, so And whoever that you think at home And then 
When the look comes all of a sudden, you be acting dumb. Don't know none of these calls come from when your mom's numbers here more than once. You trifling, good for nothing type of brother. Silly me, why haven't I found another? A baller, when times get hard, needs someone to help me out. Instead of the scrub like you who don't know what a man's about. Keep the bills, keep paying the enjoyed a little destiny's child um but um i was talking to megan over the break and you know we brought up the pocket problem we brought it to your guys' attention um if you are a um female you probably already noticed this you probably um you know notice that your pants hardly ever have pockets and when they do they're very tiny and you probably you know, felt some sort of rage about it once in a while. You're just like, why is this an issue? Mm -hmm. And now we're giving you like facts about how we pay more for smaller, narrower pockets. And just in general, we pay more for clothing and how predominantly um, the people who are making these clothes and marketing it to us are actually men. So it's not even other women who are making these clothes. Um, and so what I want to ask you, Megan, is what suggestions would you offer for combating this problem? Because I know that there are probably some people sitting here listening or doing something and they're just like, look, I'm a college student. I have <laughs> homework to do. I have classes to go to. I have mm -hmm. work. I have family. I have these things. Yes, having tiny pockets are an inconvenience, but... I don't really have time to, you know, drop it and organize some sort of protest rally mm -hmm. against pockets or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I would say that if you're going to shop and you know that you're going to shop for something that frustrates you like pants, you can't really complain about it without doing your research first and trying. Um, so I would suggest, you know, if you're like, okay, I'm going to the mall this weekend, what are some brands at this store that are known to have pockets? Invest in clothes that are functional. Um, maybe if you have time to do research about the brands and see if women, it's women run, um, support local businesses, maybe go thrifting. Um, Cause I know, you know, our pocketbooks aren't too big as college students. So thrifting's always a great option. Um, but I think just being a savvy shopper, as Dr. Palmer would put it, um, think about what you're buying when you're buying it. Make sure that it's functional before you buy it. Um, if this, if you're thinking about time and you're like, you know what? I don't have time for this. I'm stressed about my test next week. My boyfriend's mad at me. You know, this is going on. My parents are calling me all the time. I can't, I can't think about pockets. Honestly, we have a lot more time in the day than we think. Five minutes a day. Let's say you're like, I'm going shopping this Saturday. Just spend five minutes a day going, okay, does this brand have pockets in it? Is this something I can afford? You know, just do your research and what you're doing. Um, just try to think about it harder. I know we think all day, all the time, doing our homework and going to classes and giving speeches and whatnot. But if you can just think for five minutes more before you put your dollar down, you'll stop regretting as much what you're buying. You'll stop getting as frustrated because at least you did your research before you bought it. Um, and you'll feel better about contributing to a cause that affects you. It affects your partner. It'll affect your kids if you have them in the future. Um, and you're ultimately investing in the progression of our society as a whole. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, yeah. And I like what you said about thrifting because, you know, thrifting is time consuming um mm -hmm. it's definitely not something that is like you go it's not a store i mean it is no, a store essentially yeah. but it's not like okay they made five of this pair of pants <laughs> and you're gonna go right in grab your size yeah and check it's it out like treasure you. hunting yeah like <laughs> it's going to take work and it's going to take time but honestly thrifting is what you make it if you mm -hmm. go with a friend or you go with the mindset of you know I'm just going to look for cool stuff. Like, yeah. don't go with like, oh, I need to find something that looks exactly like this. Yeah. You go with that mindset. I'm going to look for cool stuff that has pockets. And I'm sure you have no clue what you'll find. Yeah, girl, thrifting is fun, first of all. And I'm going to bring it back to how we're always stressed, tired, and don't have time for it. We all deserve breaks. Treat yourselves. If yes. you need to take a moment go to a thrift store, lose your mind in, you know, the fun of looking for something cool. Mm -hmm. Do it. Don't yes. deny yourself a mental break. And if you can do that while you're thrifting, saving money on clothes that actually might be functional for you, do it. Yeah. And I would also say, don't just take this information in and not do anything with it. Like, tell your friends, tell mm -hmm. them about this problem, tell them why this needs to change allow them to have the opportunity to tell their friends about it tell their 
their family members about it because social media is powerful. If someone tweets today about the pocket problem and it goes viral Mm -hmm. and a lot of people start liking it and commenting on the tweet and quoting the tweet and being like, you're right, I'm so over this, Mm -hmm. then I guarantee you brands are going to notice and they're going to say, and they're actually going to start emphasizing the fact that their clothing has pockets and it is functional. Yeah, basic principles of business supply and demand. If the buyer stops buying the clothes that we don't want, they're going to have to change their tactics. Exactly. So That's exactly why, like what you were saying about not buying clothing that isn't functional because um, even like the when I was, when I had my prom, like, you know, it wasn't super common, but I mean, if you're buying a form-fitting dress, it's really not practical to think you're going to have pockets because... Mm. If you put pockets in there, then you're just going to see like a weird shape and it's like a body contrast. So that's understandable (laughs) that there's no pockets in that. But there were prom dresses that had pockets. My friend's prom dress had pockets. Do you know how excited she was? Don't you love dresses with pockets? And they're so cute. She was like, guess what? It has pockets. She literally told everybody that she saw that night. I got a dress with pockets. Yes. (laughs) I had to carry around a purse and she was like, I don't have a purse. You know why? Because I got pockets. (laughs) and it's just like it brings us so much joy like just small things like that Mm -hmm. bring us so much joy so it's like if I'm sure that there's like some improvement because I have roommates who told me about different brands that they Mm -hmm. buy from um women's jeans that always have pockets Mm -hmm. or um there's this online Facebook store that my one um roommate uses and she says that all their dresses that they sell have pockets and she showed me one they're really cute yeah so I guess it's not only, like you said, not buying clothing that doesn't have a functionality, but kind of seeking out those brands that, like you said, that attribute to that need that we have. Yeah, those brands exist. Those the women bosses out there that are owning these brands and making these designs and implementing clothes that are actually necessary for women to have. You just got to put in a little bit of legwork. And if you're like, no, you know, I really can't do this right now, maybe in the summer, the least you could do is just raise your conscious, maybe read an article, maybe listen to a podcast tomorrow, maybe watch a gender equality TED talk, or maybe just, you know, tell your friend, oh my gosh, did you know this was a thing? Yeah, this is a thing. Just, I think the more, we are in the most communicative time in the history of the world. We have instant access to communicate with anyone we want, really, in the world. So just communicate about it, get the word out there, talk about it, raise your conscious consciousness. And um, if you have the opportunity to implement that in the clothes that you're buying, do so. Yes, I completely agree. So um, <clears throat> that's basically all we have to say about the pocket problem. Um, we gave you the facts. We gave you some suggestions. <laughs> so from here on out, this is what you make of it, guys. It's on you. The ball is in your court. No pressure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I just wanted to say thank everyone for listening, giving me a piece of your time because I know we're all busy. I'm a super busy person, but I appreciate everyone listening right now. Um, Tell your friends about my show every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. And soon we, you know, 
we'll have other a couple other things for you to be excited about. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening and thank you, Megan, for giving thank me a piece you. of your evening to come <laughs> out and talk about the pocket problem. Of course. Um, just like the last episode, I'm gonna play you guys a song at the end, and that's how we're gonna end out this episode. So have a great day, everyone. Don't stress, do a face mask, take some time to yourself. Go thrift shopping. Exactly. Get back to business.